think you're in jeopardy? Oh no, it's time to play Wheel of Misfortune! Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with me as always. Uh, some know him as Robert Ernest Harmlesserton, but you probably know him more as Robbie Armlessly. <laughs> oh dear lord. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we again? We're Supposedly, we watch a niche market television show, or group of television shows, and give uneducated opinions on what we've just seen that really sums us up well, <laughs> yeah pretty much the brutal harsh reality of it we're yeah. just two blokes talking at, at nothing there you go so it's been how long since we last uploaded an episode i think about six months six months about six months oh no so at this rate i figure we'll have this season of BattleBots covered by i don't know <laughs> in about in about 10 years yeah that sounds about right it sounds like us. probably probably slightly longer than 10 years yeah yeah, yeah probably talk about maybe 12 13 years time when we finally get to the final episode of this series of battle bots that is spooky like sometimes i do actually think about the fact that we'll die having not reviewed all of robot wars sometimes <laughs> yeah. every now and again that pops heard and i'm like huh that's a weird thought yep mm. at this rate we'll die having not finished reviewing the original <laughs> season two of robot wars which we started i think nearly two years ago and we're not even halfway God. through i feel like i like that gives me an existential crisis kind of yeah level of anxiety <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh god <laughs> anyway so we're activate we're, we're still here we're still alive <laughs> yeah um and we're going to review BattleBots series three episode two yep six months ago we looked at we looked <laughs> at the first episode and now we thought it's the best time now that the season is over let's look at episode two what do you remember from BattleBots? ha 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 all right sesame street count like jesus <laughs> I was going for more like uh, cartoon evil genius, but <laughs> I suppose the count is the count in a is, way, in a sense. Uh, uh, uh. He's a mathematician, <laughs> right? Unlike us. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so no, no, not a lot. Well, good because this will remind us. At least we only watched one episode and put us into a situation where we f- couldn't forget it, rather than got halfway through the season mm-hmm. and then forgot everything that happened. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be reminded shortly enough. But this week, this month, this <laughs> this half of the year, we're looking at <laughs> we're looking at episode number two. I don't know. It felt fairly familiar. Farouk's intros. We've got the format where we're just having lots of fight cards before the big tournament is selected by people mm, producers absolutely. there's there's still these like motifs that make the show kind of comforting to watch and it's so different from what we used to overhear it's a very different presentation yeah well, it's essentially the same thing we're getting complete opposite presentations of it that they seem to lean more towards spectacle uh for BattleBots. oh yeah it's very much the wwe of the robot exactly. fighting universe yeah Oh man, it's been so long since we've had to do this that I just don't know where to start. No, me neither. So let's start with which bots we're going to see this week. 
in BattleBots. Okay. The world's loudest block. The only way this will end is in sudden death. This is Icewave. Certainly not a nice wave. From the UK, if he was a serial killer, he'd be Jack the Flipper. And he's about to bust you in your Sherlock Dome. Make some noise for Vanquish. Vanquish my quips because I don't have any. I have none lined up. Your destruction is going to go viral when this bot catches you in its death spiral. It's Rotator. So I'm, I'm drawn between Notator or <laughs> Potator. <laughs> Rotator. <laughs> <laughs> you got this monstrous double spinner bot. Rotator. Describe it for me. Potato. All I can think about is potatoes. This bot is all about flower power. It puts the maiming in the stamen, the metal in the pedal. Watch out. It's going in for the chlorophyll. It's Petunia. Uh, meanest bot name 2018 I'm gonna go with <laughs> Yeah that works out If this was Broadway It's name would be Alexander Slamilton And just like it's country It's young, scrappy and hungry And you're not thrown away This bot It's Brutus The Barber Beefcake Is not what we're talking about Yep, I'll give you that one. I was waiting for you to find out what the Latin for potato is. Let's go with that. Bringing the satanic panic, it's the gleaming demon. Say your prayers, call in the preacher. The last words you'll hear will be, Bye, Felicia. It's Red Devil! Opposite of Blue Angel? basically yeah yeah if you inverted the name i have no quip for that you know it's also the opposite of a green potato (laughs) it's a bird it's a plane it's about to bring the pain busting through this bracket like a full metal jacket stand and salute captain shredderator yeah uh, Marvel's lawsuit is coming through in the post, I guess. It, it, it really does look like that, doesn't it? Yeah. God damn it. Captain Potatonator. <laughs> this bot's builder is one of the youngest in the bunch. He's so young, he packs a brown bag lunch. He's new school. That is true. But he knows his bot will kill you in game. Start potato. The voodoo princess is back for number three. It sacrificed its young, and now she's down to one. It's Witch Doctor. I don't know, which doctor do you want? I. <laughs> From Alaska, its favorite dessert is Eskimo Die. Give it up for the bot from Wasilla, the vanilla killer. Yeti! Yeti. What? Spelt Y-E-D-D-I. <laughs> That's how they say it. Yeti. 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 Well, we managed to bumble our way through the bots' names there. <laughs> That's the bots. Now let's talk about the bots. Oh, no. <laughs> From the top, we have, who we're introduced to at the very start of this episode, 
Ice Wave. The episode literally started with, by the way, this is the best bot we've got on the roster. That's essentially <laughs> how, what they say. No isn't other it? bot got this treatment. They literally started with a, look how mean this bot is. Nobody else stands a chance. Look how fast it's going. What, and so that's just sitting in a box yeah. outside, I guess, like yeah. a test arena, just sort of spinning. Just slowly getting louder and louder to the point where they had to subtitle the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, they had to subtitle. Poor old. Yeah. What's his name? Anyway. <laughs> oh, it is Chris or Kenny, wasn't it? Yes, Chris or, Ke- <laughs> Chris or Kenny. They had to subtitle poor Chris. They had to subtitle poor Kenny. Editing <laughs> you could edit stuff. that later. <laughs> I could edit that later. Don't forget, otherwise this is going to sound really strange. So why is Ice Wave so noisy? <laughs> Ice Wave is noisy because Ice Wave is a box with a front wedge, but with a 15 horsepower fireman's saw internal combustion engine on the top, powering its 47 pound 54 inch spinning blade. Making it one of the uh, longest, largest weapons in the history of robot combat. Four and a half feet, or at least its biggest blade is that big. I think it's interchangeable. Wow. Been around since 2004. Builder Mark DeWitz also built Bots Edge and Vault, which I think were sort of in the indie battle bot circuit mid-2000s. And he had a middleweight version of Ice Wave, which I don't know whether it was called Ice Wave or what. So originally they painted the blades of it in previous season Mm. the tips of it black so when it was spinning the tips would blend into the floor Mm. and it would look like the blade was shorter than what it was so it gave a false sense of a shorter reach yeah than what it was which is kind of clever sneaky whereas this time they've painted them black along the sides of the blade so it looks skinnier hmm. which i don't know might have a similar yeah, I, effect I, I, probably not no no i mean the other driver not. is going to be like i saw what your blades looked like before the match yeah i know i kind of know yeah. what's gonna happen. i would try and like manipulate their depth perception as opposed to skinniness like someone's gonna go hey wait now that it's spinning it looks really skinny i reckon i could take a hit i reckon i could tank that <laughs> or maybe they maybe there is other teams that fought that and Matt, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah maybe he also built LED suits for the Black Eyed Peas. Thought I'd throw that in there. Oh, I don't know if they had any spinners on them, but oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've ever segued to the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, this is the first time we have we can mention Will I Am in context on the podcast. Battlebots. Battle there was a relation. Go through it. Go through the weird family tree, and yeah, they're related. They're Six together. degrees from Will I Am or William. Will his tombstone say, Will I was? (laughs) But a cool looking bot, uh, not invertible though, in any way, and cannot um, self-write. So this giant internal combustion engine on the top. So it's going to be one of those bots where it either wins in the first 10 seconds or it's in a bit of trouble, more or less. it's upside down is a a good possibility. Name Ice Wave coming from its internal combustion engine. Internal combustion engine, I-C-E, and then then Wave afterwards. (laughs) Hence, Ice Wave. (laughs) It's so simple. It makes so much sense. These names write themselves. Okay, so what do you think of Ice Wave? It doesn't matter because you've already been told what to think about Ice Wave (laughs) from the intro for the episode. It's very loud. (laughs) It's super loud. You'd have to subtitle us, which is really awkward on a podcast. So I won't play the sound of Ice Wave. (laughs) Audio description. (laughs) Yeah, audio description. Rob is talking about Ice Wave. All you hear in the background is... (laughs) Moving on. From the UK, we got Vanquish. Vanquish. From Team Nebula. And the reason I didn't mention Team Ice Wave's name is it's Team Ice Wave. Generally speaking, if I don't mention the team name, <gasps> it's the same name as the bot. I would have got that. Damn. 
<laughs> this is a pretty standard looking bot. Black and gold, um, has a front lifter, big heavy wedge, compact in design, protected wheels, very British of them, I guess. Yeah. Built by Jack Tweedy, who was a part of Team Danby with Apex in the Whoa. most recent Robot Wars series. Uh-huh. So used to machines being absolutely annihilated when he's done racing on the team. So track record of robot being split in half. <laughs> if you remember Apex, the weapon oh, the boy. blade yeah. came off and yeah. flew, oh poor old Vanquish. But on paper, a good design going into a very spinner heavy competition. Yeah. Having a big solid front wedge. As long as as long as they're up against a spinner that they can tank the hit of. That's the important thing. Yeah. Everything needs to be really solidly built to be a essentially a push bot. I mean the lifter do we oh. ever see a lift? Well, whenever you see a lifter, you have to know that that is a lifter that is thick enough to try and tank a hit. The lifting power rarely comes into play. It's yeah, the whole the lifting point of it's rarely actually important. Mm. Really, it's just it's a shield they can move. Exactly. But that's Vanquish for you. What do you think of Vanquish? I like Vanquish. You it do? is a standard design, isn't it? It's a it's a robot. paper excellent. Yeah, it's, it's a practical. Good. Jack Tweedy, young robot here. I think it might be his first robot he's built by himself. So. Mm. That's what you go with if you're going to build your first robot. Yeah. Something quite standard. Go practical. Might stand a chance. Yeah. Well, now we've got Team Revolution with Rotator. Rotator. Potato. That's all I got. <laughs> this um, is all Notator. That's not a word. Note-taker? Note-taker. Potato. Rotator. So their gimmick is things that go round and round and round. Well, Revolution. Two rotator. And then the bot itself. Things that go round and round and round. Also, palindromes. Rotator is the same backwards as it is forwards. The name and the machine. Because it's completely oh, that's mirror image reversible of yeah, itself. it's mirror invertible, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it has one disc on the front sweet. and top and another on the bottom rear. Mm. Meaning when it's flipped over, it's exactly the same. Other than the oh. controls might be a bit different. But if you can master that, you've got the same bot one way up or the other. So I was going to argue that they should have called it Rotators, but that wouldn't have worked. Now. No, because then, be, then backwards it would be Srotator, and it wouldn't oh, work as well. So they would have had to call it Srotators. Srotators. And now I've really ruined the name. No one would have known what was going on. No, Although no. the team name Revolution is not a palindrome. That's it would true. be It just doesn't roll off the tongue. Not really, no. So two spinners. Two spinners. Front and back and slightly, slightly staged apart so that they... Like you say, it goes upside down. It looks exactly the same. It's a lot snazzier looking than its previous season counterpart, which we'll get to one day, I'm sure. <laughs> the discs can be swapped out for um, either thicker armor and wheel guards. Um, it has bars as well as discs. So mm. interchangeable weapons, pretty cool. common thing yeah. these days, but always nifty to be able to do it. Pretty cool little design. So I'm not a clever man. I like to preface that usually when I open my mouth at any given time, but I'm not smart. But having two spinners running in terms of balance and control. Yes, an interesting point. Like if these are two very powerful spinners, do you just do one at a time going? Do you want both of them running? That's going to make a control a nightmare potentially. Yeah. Um, There's also twice the issues that can occur. On one hand, if one stops working, you've got another one. On the other hand, if one stops working to the point that it affects the rest of the bot, you've got double the problems. Yeah. But in theory, if it's well engineered and well controlled, yeah. which which you could say about any robot, to be fair. Well, yeah. But if, if it it's, wins, it's going to win. If it loses, it's, it's gonna, lost. It's so, going to lose. Exactly. But 
you know, you can't creep up on Rotator. That's one thing. That's very true. It's very difficult to get to a vulnerable part of Rotator mm. if those spinners are both functional, as we see from its opponent, Petunia. 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 So this looks like a old school Robot Wars kind of looking bot, isn't it? It does. Bright colours. You want to know why? Bit cartoony. Well, it's made by the Dutch Robot Wars Series 2 champions. Yay. From the two series of Dutch Robot Wars which we'll get to when we're in our 80s. <laughs> it's a repurposed bot that was originally named Pacifier, with a capital R at the end. I don't know why. Ugh. Which was originally built for the Robot Wars reboot um, a few years back, mm-hmm. but withdrew t- due to a short circuit issue. Ooh. So they repainted it, upgraded a few bits, and made it Petunia. Wedge and clamp. By clamp, I mean it's literally a parrot's beak that very slowly comes down. Yeah, bird beak hydraulic crusher with 10 tons of crushing force apparently but i think it has to be ideal circumstances to really get that 10 tons yeah so i think the wedge is probably the the biggest factor when trying to take on petunia you don't have to worry too much about the clamp it's more a control bot than a damage bot it has a weapon where if they can use their control well Mm. and aim it well it could take out a wheel very easily for example yeah it just it's more of a lucky weapon yeah can clumsily self-write using its weapon. It would be quite <laughs> slow and bumbly. And it can technically run inverted. If it got knocked on its side, the wheel encompasses kind of its whole Oh, I self. can picture so it, can... yeah, yeah. So it basically can crawl along on its back, effectively, yeah, that's, that's I guess. that's a, a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, the team name, do you know that? Team Bird Face Bot. Yeah. Robotics. No, it's not. It's not Team Bird Face Robotics, as amazing Damn. as that would be. PCP, which seems to stand for Peace Club, and then the P, the last P changes depending on the name of their robot. So it was Peace Club Pacifier, but now they're Peace Club Petunia. Peace, as in P-E-A-C-E? Yep. Peace Club. Peace Club. Yeah. Robot fighting and the word peace. I suppose no one's dying? I don't know. I guess. It's the most peaceful form of fight you could have. It depends on your definition of peace, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's noisy. It is definitely noisy. Yeah, that's a very good point. It is noisy and messy. Yeah. (laughs) Extremely so. Not my idea of peace. And a lot of stress involved. Oh, God, yeah. And violence, but just not against living things. But if you don't count all of those things, it's very peaceful. Is violence against bots violence at all? Um, I, dep- I guess it depends if any of these are sentient yet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I feel really bad for Petunia getting thrown into this arena of death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think of Petunia then? It's nice to see something quite um, different. Mm. It's not just a spinner. Nope. It's not just a spinner. It's not a, just a spinner. A control based wedge crusher, which is, you know, it'd be interesting to see how far they can get in a competition that's so based on heavy hits. Mm. Heavy hits, heavy hits, heavy hits yeah. around every corner. So see if they can out outmaneuver that, especially considering damage is what is most well judged upon. Without a better way to put it, you <laughs> get the most points. Focal for damage. point of the judges. Yeah, it yeah. is the focal point of the judging yeah. is damage to the point where we'll probably see fights where in robot wars one robot would have won, but they'll lose because they've taken a lot of aesthetic damage mm. compared to what we're used to. Things that we consider aesthetic are going to be considered a big deal in BattleBots more, which mm. puts Petunia at a bit of a disadvantage because a lot of the damage it's going to cause 
you might not see much of. If it crushes, I mean, that's still 10 tons of pressure it's putting yeah, on a bit of armour. But you'd have to pick just the right opponent to be able to actually inflict any damage. I think what Petunia is going to be looking for is knockout collisions that they survive. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah it's very well built for that kind of thing. As long as it doesn't mm. get too many hits from the side or back. But it seems very well controlled. So let's see how they do overall. Next team, same as the bot name. It's Brutus. Brutus from Team Brutus. Brutus from Team Brutus. Another black and gold box wheel wedge, 168 mile per hour spinning vertical disc wedge, vertical spinner kind of thing. This is like a reoccurring design, really. Yeah, it is. It really is. This is actually quite similar looking to Vanquish, except instead of a wedge on the front or a big wedge... It, this has a 168 mile per hour spinning vertical disc. Um, the previous season version had special effect bullet guns. Do you it? Yeah, guns. You can't... That's not what... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no. You can't, you can't put a gun on a bot and call it a, a battle bot. That's... Oh, yeah, you can in America. (laughs) You can in America. (laughs) Guns are important, damn it. (laughs) They removed them this in in favour of actually having armour. Well, I can see where they're coming from. But they did see a decent level of success last season, which I'm guessing is why they got rid of the more gimmicky Mm. stuff in favour of being a more serious design. But yeah, Team Brutus, name stylised like it's it's in Latin, so the U's are V's. Because yeah, that's how they did and like it. Brutus, uh, Roman connotations, maybe Caesar. They could have called their team Team Rome, Team yeah. Caesar, Team Caesar, Team Toga. I don't know Toga, <laughs> Team Toga Party, Team Toga That'd be Party. Cool. <laughs> That'd be great. And they come out in togas <laughs> oh. with their bot Brutus. Yeah, but that seems a bit more of a serious affair with Brutus. That makes sense. That's okay. Your thoughts on Brutus? Again, it's just the nature of. Uh, robot combat at the moment isn't it yeah you know the old vertical spinner that's sort of like got a wedge and it's you know it's it's, it's a design we keep seeing again and again and again and simply because it works so well red devil red devil meccano style bot very um pieces put together Mm. so you've got essentially three parts the center part with the weapons you've got a big saw Mm -hmm. which is interesting choice for this day and age most people go with the spinners but i suppose the saw is lighter and more reliable Mm -hmm. that saw you know impacting something isn't going to affect the rest of the bot like a spinner impacting something might you're not going to get that force back on your robot yeah it also means it can't do as much damage potentially unless it can really uh, yeah find the right spot to saw like a tire or something i mean it's it's superficial damage but i suppose in a competition where damage is so important even i mean if two bots were equally matched except one of them kept sawing the hell out of the other one yeah that's one that's, you know? that's the one that's gonna do it yeah a track bot oh yeah i saw that tracks so it uses tracks tracks Interest again, another interesting choice for this day and age. But it seems to be a very competent machine. It's built by DT Robotics, but it's on loan and being represented and operated by All Black Robotics. Guess where they're from? All Black Robotics. Down under. You'd think. <laughs> but no, they're from Canada. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the builder um, <laughs> competing in China during the filming, so they've taken. Ah. They've taken over for now with Red Devil. Okay. Each 
section can run independently. So the two track parts on each end Mm -hmm. and the middle bit with the weapons are essentially independent machines Mm. working together. So I suppose that... It's neat. Yeah, it's neat. It seems... It's definitely a completely different design to anything else we've seen this episode. Yeah, this totally stands out a bit. Especially since we've just talked about Brutus, which has, you know, a modern design that's very practical. Cut to Red Devil... And it's like it stepped out of a different era, almost. Yeah, it's it's certainly stylish in a sense, but it's mm. very different. It looks like it's more based around control than anything else. I can't, I don't know if that saw's going to do incredible amounts of damage. I, it's going to be more of a reliable thing. I feel like the tracks are going to be a massive liability. They're very exposed and just, they're just big targets, out. aren't they? Yeah, they are very big targets. Yeah. You're right. But being able to run independently will help if there is damage to one part of the bot. Let's see how that goes for him. But mm-hmm. Red Devil stands out. You know, that's the, yeah. sort of, it's the sort of robot that's going to be chosen for a competition like this, because look at it. Exactly. It's cool looking, and it has seen a decent level of success, so it's not like it's a terrible bot. Hmm. On to Captain Shredderator. Shredderator. Captain Shredderator. We are totally going to say Shredinator at some point. Shredinator makes so much more sense. What made them go Shredinator instead of Shredinator? Yeah. So Captain Shreddies is a full-body <laughs> spinner. Looks like most other full-body spinners, except this one's Captain America's shield. Yeah. I was going to carefully dance around that and be like, it, it resembles a certain comic book character that celebrates uh, the United States of America's uh, flag and <laughs> nope it looks like captain america's shield that's it yep straight up, up. it looks like yep. it it has interchangeable teeth mm. so the bits that poke out on the on the full body spinner mm-hmm. can be changed depending on the opponent different shapes and sizes available yeah. so i mean that's cool but doesn't that just imply that the teeth can get forcibly removed Probably, yeah. It depends yeah. how securely they're put on. I don't know how they're being put on. Mm. Mostly because you don't see much in terms of how these robots are being built or damage reports yeah. or anything like that in BattleBots. It's all focused yeah. on the action. So. You, you stay at the front and everything that happens behind the curtain is kind of hidden it away. stays there, doesn't it? Yeah, unlike Robot Wars, where the back in the pits is as much a part of the show as what happens in front of the cameras outside with the audience. Yeah. I knew what was happening to the robots in Robot Wars. I'm literally watching robots get destroyed here, and I'm not really sure what the damage is. Mm. There are a lot of times in Robot Wars where it would look really bad, but they'd get to the pits and they'd go, you know what? Most of it's just a bit of welding and we're back together again. Yeah. Everything important's okay. Yeah. Or it wouldn't look so bad because it'd be sort of blunt impact. And you think, mm. oh, it's not too bad. They'd open it up and, oh, actually, we're wrecked inside. And they have to pull out the competition. Yeah. Here, you just got kind of rely on what commentary is telling you at the time of the battle. Who knows what that is? So... Hopefully blunt impact trauma will be appreciated in, <laughs> in BattleBots for the damage it can cause. But I suppose we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, back to Captain Shredderator, so. the full body spinner. Yeah. Um, it has been previously used of a more flat side design. Mm-hmm. So it was more like a piece of a cylinder. Yeah. Whereas now it's more like a cut out piece of a cone with um, sort of wedged sides. Yeah. So they changed the design slightly for, I'm I'm guessing it's better. I you can get under things, I suppose, but yeah. surely getting under things might mean you don't hit it as well. I don't know. Don't know. We'll see how it yeah. works. Builder Brian Nave competed in Robot Wars Extreme Warriors, the one hosted <laughs> by Mick Foley. Oh boy. I can't wait till we get to that one. That will be really interesting. Mm. Um, with a bot known as the Revolutionist. 
which had a similar American flag design on it. They like their little puns, don't they? Yeah. Spins, revolution, revolutionist, America. Captain Shredderator. Shredderator. Okay, they got lazy on that one. But Captain Shredderator. It didn't used to be a captain. It used to just be called Shredderator at one point. (laughs) He finally got got, his... uh... Got promoted to Shredderator. Captain Shredderator. Good for him. Oh, wait, yeah, because Captain America, probably. Okay. America. So, problem with full-body spinner is... Uh, control. Yeah, there's a few things. First of all, you've got to try and figure out which way is forward. <laughs> Once you've been out there for a little while yeah. and you've been pushed around a little bit, every part of the bot, is, well, it's spinning. So how do you know which way is forward? You've got exactly. to kind of like fiddle around a bit before you know what direction you're going in. Yeah. And there's that fact that it's spinning. So, you know, so it's being pulled in all directions. So there's a lot of force going on there. Yeah. I don't know. Full body spinners, there have been successful ones in the past. In the modern era, they've seen less and less success. Mm. It's it's really all about those big, heavy spinners that are reliable these days. Yeah. It's crapped. Captain Shredderator. One more crapped in Shredder. It's crapped in Shredderator. <laughs> I, should, I should point out that I like the bot. <laughs> crapped in Shredderator. <laughs> Hey, Jesus, Yeah, man. I know, right? I don't know where that came from. It's like harboring some secret dislike for this bot. Well, now, from somewhere completely different, mm-hmm. it's Endgame. Endgame. Why don't you describe Endgame to us? Endgame bears a striking resemblance to Aftershock from Robot Wars, actually. Mm. A box wedge, four-wheel drive, with a big central vertical disc flywheel spinner. Weapon is interchangeable with a bar. It seems to be incredibly reliably made and very solidly built. It's from New Zealand and is an international champion. The team, OYES Robotics, O-Y-E-S, all capitals. So I'm guessing you're supposed to say OYES. Oh, okay. This is one to watch because it seems like one of the most reliably built spinners in the competition. Main problem with a lot of spinners is they can stop working very easy. But once you've built one that's well-armoured, very strong, doesn't stop working that just keeps going think carbide tombstone mm-hmm. it just keeps going yeah that's when it becomes a really dangerous and a competition winner which endgame is is a competition winner yeah multiple championships from all around the world they keep referring to this kid's they call him a kid they call yeah, him a kid yeah. all the time he's, he's 22 in, he's, he's not even the youngest look. captain on the on the show Jack Tweedy was a vanquish. He's younger, but they keep referring to him as kid all yeah. the time. Like, hey, you're just some kid. Huh? Some young, upcoming hotshot, fresh to the game. He's got international titles. He's not, he's not new. He's not new to this. He's newer to this than a lot of these guys who've been around for decades. But yeah, I think you can, you can call him established when he's an international champion. Like, come on. Yeah, the thing with these like big impact spinners is the design has to accommodate for the impact itself. Mm. So a lot of them will succumb to uh, shutting down if the opponent can tank a couple of hits. Trick is a lot. just yeah. keep going. Got to have that endurance impact, impact, impact. Get the speed back. Do it again. Don't shut down. <laughs> Whatever you do. A lot of these spinners that are coming through now, they get their first hit off, they get their second hit off, and then all of a sudden you've got smoke coming out of it. And that's, and that's it at that point. Then they don't have their spinner. Their general design doesn't really allow them to have anything else going for them. If they don't have a wedge and they're just a yeah, they're just a big box I mean, of wheels on the side. More often than not, the target. wedge feeds to the spinner. If mm-hmm. the spinner's broken, wedge is redundant. I suppose the good thing about a design like Endgame, let's say the spinner does stop working. Mm-hmm. 
because it's so compact and it is just one big wedge, if it's well controlled, it should be able to still be effective as a control-based push bot to a degree. Yeah. So good design, one that has seen a lot of success. I don't know which robots um, the team used in their international fights. That's something maybe one day we'll get to when we look Mm -hmm. at some of the Chinese competitions. We'll be like, oh, there they are. But he's going into this competition with a pretty nifty looking vertical spinner. Right, next we get to our two main event bots. The bots that seem to have quite a big following between each of them. Mm. First of all, Witch Doctor. It's a vertical spinner. No. What? Who'd get out of town? Who'd shut the back door? Now it's called Witch Doctor. The team name's not Witch Doctor. So guess what it is, though, because it is called Witch Doctor. Team. We do associate witch doctors with, uh, you know, like like voodoo, team voodoo, maybe, uh, you know, maybe. voodoo magic, kind of like yeah, team, um, well, just I don't know, like hexes team and hex, you know, yeah, like, curses and stuff, you know, curse, yeah, team busted nuts. <laughs> How's that sound for you? How's that sound? Because that's what they're called, <laughs> team busted nuts, busted nuts robotics. So there's some really like uh, <laughs> bad connotations. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with Witch Doctor. Considering how Busted much they put nuts. into the whole Witch Doctor gimmick, mm. the team name really struck me as something not remotely Witch Doctor related. No, it sounds like they were going to go with a different design and then realise that they were <laughs> what, actually trying testicle? to... Go- what exactly. were they going to do? <laughs> I would not like to know what the plan was for a weapon for that. So it was originally a middleweight way back in the day, mm-hmm. redesigned when they first came to BattleBots. So original designs, which we'll get into more details when we eventually do those seasons mm-hmm. we've got a lot of stuff to eventually mm-hmm. cover oh, yeah. <laughs> we will die um, <laughs> but previous seasons which doctor was still a middleweight bot and they used a not a cluster bot just a, another bot with it just another a cluster bot just a singular cluster bot yeah it had another bot with it yeah called shaman nice so cool. that was cool and, yeah. that, and that had a flamethrower on it oh boy <laughs> this year however they've done away with the other bot mm-hmm they're going for one big bot with a considerably more armor. Oh, big time, yeah. So instead of being a middleweight, just make a full-on heavyweight robot, which makes sense. And the ribs and stuff on it, on the design, as much as they're cool for the whole Witch Doctor gimmick, apparently they are effective heavy armor. It's a great idea, because you can actually trim some weight off yeah. simply by just cutting the yeah the gaps in between the ribs. And it makes it look cool, because it yeah. makes it look... And you it know, looks awesome, Witch Doctor yeah. has the bones and everything. Yeah. Cool design with the you know the green and the bones. You've got mm-hmm. the skeletal hands at the front. Yeah, I think it has eyes near cool. its um like on either side of its spinner. So nice. like the spinner's the face, I guess, or the head. It's a four wheel drive, front and center spinning vertical discs, interchangeable front panels depending mm-hmm. on the situation. Very popular robot. Team go really into the whole witch doctor thing, which is nice enough. Oh yeah, all the dressing up, varying levels yeah. of enthusiasm, but they still do it. That's cool. Great bot. Like I said, seen quite a lot of success. Heavy fan following. Lots of Witch Doctor signs well, in the, the audience. Well, there's loads of personality to the bot. Mm-hmm. The bot you know, itself has buckets of personality and has that kind of spoopy kind of motif going with it uh, that they play up to. So, yeah, I can imagine that that would get a following more than just a, like, say, a grey box with wheels came out, you know? Yeah, and this robot could have very easily have looked generic if they didn't go for all the fancy designs and yeah, good yeah. paintwork on it it's one thing this definitely has over robot wars is because they're given a lot more money and there's a lot more time and effort involved into just the the gimmick and the personality mm. and the the aesthetics of it yeah because it's america and that's, that's yeah. important but yeah. it does what it does look good on tv 
Oh yeah, it, does, I mean, it looks great. You know, there's more sponsorship and branding, and it all adds to the spectacle, doesn't it? Yeah. Everything looks perfectly painted whereas in robot wars everything looked beaten up a bit yeah it looked like it'd been painted by a guy in his garage because more often than not it, it was painted by a guy in his garage yeah, yeah. exactly yeah whatever paint they could afford whether it would be effective for painting a metal fighting machine or not exactly last but certainly not least mm. it's yeti 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 mm. so last season yeti was a reserve it was not supposed to be in the competition mm-hmm. but due to a fair number of dropouts apparently in BattleBot season two which would be interesting to cover because that's literally almost everyone i've read about being a reserve at some point mm. was like BattleBot season two with all its dropouts like, oh okay oh, god yet he was a reserve wasn't expected to do particularly well looked kind of generic at the time four wheels box big drum on the front mm-hmm. very successful made it something like the semi-finals or something so for a reserve bot Suddenly it had this huge following, yet he came out out of nowhere and started destroying everything. Probably due to its 4,000 RPM drum on the front of it, <laughs> which is huge, by the way. Let's say it's like, um, it's like a foot long or something. Yeah. It's just, it is properly a drum. Sometimes you see things described as a drum and you're like, eh, it's more of a cylinder than a drum. This <laughs> looks like a drum. It's a, it, big, it's a drum. Yeah. It's big and fat. Simple looking, but effective and very good driving is a a key part of this machine because the wheels are exposed as hell oh the exposed wheels conundrum damn this is a full-on yes knockout it is a offensive bot and it has to go head-on facing the opponent because everywhere else is a weakness basically it's basically you're you're driving the drum forward. Yeah. It, it is the drum. Everything else is secondary to this big drum on the front. Oh, which is great, really, because it suits BattleBots with the like a high level of aggression in the matches, as opposed to uh, Robot Wars, where sometimes it's more like they try to be economical and maybe like last the match. With BattleBots, it appears to just be, get them, yeah. Exactly, and this is the perfect design for that kind of style. A similar design, in a sense, to Tombstone, in that Tombstone has two massive exposed wheels on the back, a yep. very normal, generic-looking body, mm-hmm. but this fat, hideously destructive weapon on the front, which is extremely reliable and doesn't stop. Yeah. Yeti is almost essentially that, but with a giant, hideously destructive drum <laughs> on the front that does not stop. It it can take impact as much as it can dish out the damage, which mm. is important with, with these spinners. And it also has two lifting forks on the front, which, uh, you know... It can do that press-up thing. Yeah, it can show yeah. off with them. It kind of press up. They can go. Yeah. They can have a full 180 or maybe even technically full 360 degree motion without being interrupted by its own body. Mm. It's a good secondary thing to have in case you need to go to a more control-based fight if the drum stops working. Yeah. You've got something else there in which you can use. It's which is... leverage in a clinch, I suppose. Yeah. That's Why not have for. it if you can? Yeah. It doesn't seem like they use up too much weight or anything like that, so there you go. Have your other weapon. Yeah. That's all good. All right. What a set of bots. That is a, a big impact amount of bots. A big set of battle bots. Should we start with the matches? Let's have a look at these matches. Yeah. So it is a fight card. So this is all about trying to prove yourself to get into the actual main tournament exactly. of BattleBots. So everyone's got something to prove here. We start the episode off. We had our little uh, rundown of how loud Ice Wave is. Mm-hmm. But we're given a pretty nice rundown of the card to start with. We're told every match, yeah. which is nice, nice and simple. We're immediately told what our main event is. 
Yep. That's very heavily promoted. We are getting Yeti versus Witch Doctor. And that's the big match promoted throughout the episode. Keeps people watching because, well, Robot Wars was aired on BBC with no commercial breaks. This is aired in the US where you see more commercial breaks than in the UK where we do have commercial breaks. So yeah. there's about five or six commercial breaks. I think this. a good third of the episode runtime is made up of breaks if it's airing. Yeah, they've got to keep people watching. And the best way to do going. that, you've got to, you've got to promote the big fight at the end. Keep the channel on. But to start with, we have the heavily featured Ice Wave versus who they felt like feeding to Ice Wave, probably, <laughs> in Vanquish. Oh, I mean, you do have to feel for Vanquish. This is not fair. It's just one of those things. I mean, Vanquish, Jack Tweedy goes in with the right attitude. He's like, right, I've got to keep going at them yep. to not let that bar go up to full speed. Got to go aggression. Ice time. Wave aren't taking it lightly, unlike mm-hmm. some other bots in, in this episode later on, we'll see. <laughs> But Ice Wave, you know, when they come to the strategy, they mention there's a big thick plough on the front. If, mm. you know, if we hit that and it survives and we end up upside down, we're done for because we can't move. You know, this could be a very, all this needs to do is take our hits and we could lose based yeah. on that. So Recognise your weaknesses. That's a good idea. It's very good. They yeah. understand what, yeah, they understand their weaknesses. Yeah. Ice Wave has a lot of audience support as well. Like there's a massive Ice Wave signs. Well, I suppose they had him outside the venue in a massive box revving up. So that that helps yep that, that helps, helps get some supporters in get a big pop when ice relatively comes successful out, you know? but anyway so yeah. ice wave obviously a big deal yeah so we'll see why soon so it's time to talk about this yeah. fight so once farouk's got everything hyped up and they're ready oh, and farouk's the buttons great. are pressed a farouk is amazing so vanquish manages to tank couple of early hits at first say the first half of the match it does look like it's going the way Vanquish said it would. Keep interrupting the spinner, basically. Interrupting the spinners. You've got a big, thick plough on the front. It might take a bit of damage, but you're going to be okay. But, and there's a big but. So I, I was trying to find a nice way to describe the damage that Vanquish suffers. Oh, I mean, I went with either dismembered or degloved. Oh, I'm not sure. Loved. Yeah, that's so, yeah. Doesn't it seem like it? Basically, it, it's almost like Ice Wave reaches into Vanquish and then pulls everything out of it in like a flash of a microsecond. One swift moment. You know, I just said it was completely and totally eviscerated. Eviscerated. <laughs> yeah, because that's essentially what happened. They basically it's cut, horrifying. Yeah, they cut Vanquish in half with half of Vanquish's insides hovering with the other side. I don't know, the rest of the bot just gets flung to the other side. It's, it's, it's the it, most violent kind of execution of a bot we've seen in a, a lot of episodes. So you've got the, the weapon and like a piece of half of Vanquish on one end of the arena, the yeah. the main body and the other half of oh. the wheels and drive of Vanquish on the other. There's like this spillage of the God. insides of Vanquish just pouring out nasty, onto the floor. Nasty, nasty finish. And Ice Wave... Teases another hit. She's <laughs> like, it goes in for a bit more. I mean, Vanquish starts to panic at that point. <laughs> yeah, they concede with the stop, 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 and you know. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I guess the the cut, please. <laughs> you know, cut. I mean, stop. We're done. Like, they they throw in the white out. towel, basically. Not that it was necessary because there's nothing. There's nothing left to save. Yeah. they've been trashed. That's it. That one hit did it. Now. Once the slow motion replays are shown, you can see that each hit that we thought Vanquish were taking, you see little bits fly off, mm-hmm. nuts, bolts, screws, whatever. Mm-hmm. And also everything seems to loosen a little bit every time. Every hit, that 
front panel moves more. Yeah. Until slowly, one hit just takes it off completely. Well, I say slowly. It wasn't a slow match at all. No. But over those hits was gradually destroying Vanquish from the inside out until it until it essentially exploded. Nasty. The commentary could have described Icewave's weapon a little bit better, I thought. The exact description is, that weapon is as devastating as any other weapon in the competition. Ooh, that's, uh, yeah. Wow. That's an understatement, isn't it? <laughs> that's as devastating as you think you're going to come up with some something big. No. As, 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 that weapon is as devastating as a weapon, mate. As, as <laughs> oh, devastating great. as any of a military grade weapon that would be, you know i would have gone with that maybe it's as devastating and... as a tank it's as devastating as any yeah. you could have said anything but they went with as any other weapon i suppose so what are we talking like um <laughs> that's just about as devastating as a as a nerf gun really <laughs> it could be anything couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> think of all the weapons in the competition because apparently they're all on par with each other <laughs> including ice waves like, oh, god damn we're lucky ice wave got out of this alive because that lifter on vanquish <laughs> was apparently on <laughs> just par. as devastating as ice wave spinner look at us being critical of someone misspeaking we do it all the time <laughs> yeah, we, i'm constantly fumbling it. over my words <laughs> oh, okay so obviously goes without saying wouldn't you know it ice wave wins <laughs> By KO, of all things. By KO. <laughs> Imagine yeah. the judges. <laughs> Imagine they had to, they had to deliberate. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> longing it out. <laughs> yeah. Build up some drama. Suspense music starts playing. Spotlight comes down yeah. on either team. And you've got Vanquish's team standing there just like, come on. <laughs> okay, so uh, should we move on to the next fight? I Let's think- <laughs> do so. Our next fight, we've got Rotator. Rotator. With a team of their little spinny like things. They're unenthusiastically <laughs> spinny. <laughs> yeah, they looked awesome, but the team themselves were kind of like, yeah, still spinning this thing. It goes on, it goes yeah. on a few seconds too long. Yeah. Like they should have stopped spinning it and struck a pose or something. It's, it's like when you watch someone and they're waiting to have their photo taken and they're trying to smile and you can see the smile slowly dissolving yeah it becomes more forced over time <laughs> yeah. because they just want the photo taken and against the mighty petunia petunia farouk has to hype up the name petunia and he does it he does it because well. he's a professional he's a professional he yeah he knows this he does this is his business this is his yard that is awesome this is a weird fight this is a this is the longest fight of the night yeah uh, the only one that goes the distance i think isn't it it's the only one that goes to judges decision. yeah I, I i think so yeah the closest of the fights as well by a country mile yeah they feel out each other at the at the start yeah dancing around each other petunia spends the whole fight desperately trying to get in under on the sides yeah and get something squishy like a wheel or right in the center where the armor's not as thick i mean we talk about how petunia's uh biting isn't really going to be a factor but the team were definitely going to try to make it a factor it just needs to get that very small point of that beak in mm. the right place. Yeah. And it could be devastating. Very early on, Rotator does get a big hit off on Petunia yep. that sends a little bit of armor flying and lets a back panel of armor loose. Yeah, But it's only damage to the armor. There's no damage to the important parts of the robot here. Yeah. And at that point, Rotator spinners essentially stop working. Yeah. Both of them entirely. Well, exactly. Environment becomes the key factor after that junior very good at using the environment um which is a very i suppose european robot 
thing because they, you know, they're, they're oh, Dutch. They've done robot wars, and using the the arena hazards to your advantage is a big deal. And they make a big deal of it when Petunia are doing it, whereas to me it seemed very natural because that's yeah. what I'm used to it's seeing. Like, of course, you'd push them into like dangerous things you'd around push them into you. The but, screws and the saws, but and they're like, oh my god, they're going for the screws. There's a lot of potential opportunities for Petunia. But it just seems like every time it gets that crushing blow down, mm. it happens to be on the thickest parts yeah. of Rotator. The actual blades themselves, which it's not going to crush, even no. with 10 tons of force. Or the thickest parts of the armour around the wheels, but never quite on the wheels, where it would have done a huge amount of damage. It gives them it gives a seriously good hug, or a gnaw, I guess, but it doesn't pierce anything. Great control. Pushing Rotator into the screws, doing as best as they can to get a grip. They only get 10 seconds to grip hold of them at any one time, yeah. and they have to let go. Yeah. So they can't just grip and leave them And indefinitely or... just sit the match out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Petunia does something really clever instead. The final 15 seconds of this match are essentially the whole match, almost. Yeah. Because yeah. the first half, Rotator does damage, loses its spinner. Mm-hmm. Petunia tries to do damage for about two minutes straight. Yeah. The last 15 seconds, Petunia finally gets a blow that pierces the center of rotator takes rotator over to the kill saws kill saws saws, the saws that come out the floor you have to order them from the kill shop the saws come up shred a tire so made for great visuals yeah yeah and then rotator pretty dead at that point it's still movable but that's about it and that's when the time goes with petunia well on top they're making a huge deal of the um, the kill saws being used at the end. They're like, oh, that's the most clever use of the <laughs> arena we've ever seen. Again, like, we, we watched it and we were like, of course you would use the kill saws. They're there and, you know, they're dangerous. But there's not as many control-based bots in this competition as there uh, are yeah. damage-based bots. Good point. So, you know, Tombstone doesn't need to use the kill saws. It's got something much better. <laughs> Petunia, <laughs> hey, if we don't pierce you... We've got a grip of you, so we can carry you to something that will. So exactly. I suppose that, that's, it's a good strategy, yeah. especially to use against people who may not be as used to it as the opponents they're used to. Hmm. But yeah, very, very, very good. And it goes to the judges. Petunia win. Very clearly a Petunia victory. To us it was. To them it wasn't, <laughs> because Rotator got that damage in early, and damage is such a big factor. Oh, but he was... and Yeah... Even and- though Petunia spent two over two and a half minutes of the three-minute fight in control, mm-hmm. there was potential, if those last 15 seconds didn't happen, there was potential that Rotator would have been given the win. That's true. But that's like saying, you know, if Rotator won, they would have won. That you is know, like saying that. It's still, it was still very clearly like 75-25 going in the direction of Petunia. Petunia got this, yeah. yeah. But they have to build up the drama, so there's the uh, judges chatting. And they're probably just turning to each other and going, Petunia, yeah. Petunia, Petunia yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, Petunia. Petunia. Okay, Petunia won this yeah, one, obviously. Petunia. Remember that damage earlier? Yeah, but then remember the whole rest of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Petunia won, yeah. That's it. It's the standout match of the night, really, isn't it? In terms of actual skill. In terms of actually being a full, fully-fledged fight, there's a bit more even. Yeah. It's not just a big spectacle for highlight reels. Yeah. This was a good fight. This was yeah. the... This was a purist's fight, in a sense. Uh, exactly, yeah. 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 But very, very cool match. I, f- I liked it. I liked the match a lot. I like it. I like Petunia. I like Petunia a lot. It's different. Sometimes you need to make a little different. If every match was just a spinner destroying something, as cool as it is, yeah. it would get old. It would. You need a crusher every now and then to pierce things and throw things about. Variety, spice, life, and so on. 
And Brutus versus Red Devil. Brutus versus Red Devil. So Brutus, uh, they've gone with some extra top armor to counteract Red Devil, and that's kind of their strategy for the match. Whereas uh, Red Devil's strategy is to win. It is. By winning. But we cannot criticize them because they do. So exactly. <laughs> we can't Turns out that them. is a really solid strategy. I imagine at the end, Brutus were like, damn, if only we'd strategize to win. I thought we just ah. said, you know what, let's just go for a victory. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'd have done it. Red Devil are a bit different, though. They don't have their claw. They have a scoop on the front instead. Yeah. Uh, which I suppose is clever because with that claw, it has two top bits, which will come down and just get hit by Brutus's spinner. So go for the scoop instead and go up to the... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So Red Devil have some luck early on in the match anyway, because Brutus appears to be malfunctioning somewhat. One impact and Brutus's spinner starts to smoke with visible flames inside of the bot at one point. According to the commentary, I was, you know... I saw something that could have been more of a spark than a flame, mm. but smoke and something very wrong is definitely going <laughs> on here. The vertical disc is dead within 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And that's all Brutus has. Yeah. That's what it is based on. So now it's two bots trying to get under each other, but only one of them has a weapon that can do the most important factor, yeah. damage. Uh, Red Devil... Way better at control, pins Brutus against the wall, saws the front of Brutus for cosmetic scratch damage, but damage. Oh yeah, the judges still have to count as damage should it go to the judges, but Brutus isn't completely out of the competition at that point though. Even with the spinner dead, the uh, they can get underneath Red Devil, so technically, with a bit of control, they could have still won the match. They could have, but it seems like one side of Brutus's drive goes at one point yeah and then they're pretty buggered they can't, yeah no uh floor clearance in the world is going to save you from that yeah at that point they're pretty much done it's just red devil sawing them over and over again mm-hmm. until the count which is a shame but hey it doesn't do much but it looked cool because of that saw makes a lot of sparks and stuff and yeah. it's a cool looking bot red devil win by essentially a self-inflicted ko by brutus they keep going on about how red devil was Ah, oh, really destructive and amazing in that fight. It won because it was a very competently built robot. Yeah. And the other robot broke down. Brutus didn't break down because of the damage of the saw. It broke down because it had one impact and that destroyed all the yeah. motors in there. This well, wasn't really a game of chess, was it? It was more like just two people headbutting each other. Until First to be unconscious losers. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Red Devil wasn't destructive, but it was reliable. And that's what got it through this fight very easily. Plan to win, man. Always plan to Always win. Always plan to win. We're seeing a lot of heavy Witch Doctor versus Yeti promotion after every fight. Yeah, yeah. They are they are booking this as the marquee, the main event. Little promo packages showing off each of the team captains and what they like to do in their life, you know, like Yeti and... Oh, yeah, like Yeti. And he's like, I'm an outdoors kind of guy, just killing things. <laughs> just pictures of him with animal corpses. Yeah. Very... <laughs> He is an outdoors guy in the sense that he hunts things outdoors. He just he should, he should have just said, I like hunting and fishing. Yeah. So what? <laughs> when people say outdoors to me, and I'm thinking of like hiking, climbing, uh, swimming. Exploration. Uh, exactly. Things, you know, that you can do outside in uh, mountainous areas, lakes, rivers and fields. But he He's thinks that outdoor activities. Shooting a bear. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's a big character. He is a big character, but he seems like a nice bloke as well. He does. <laughs> he knows when to ham up the character and then when to dial it down and, you know, exactly. talk straight, which is a good mixture of things to have. Yeah. Because otherwise you can come across as a bit, well, yeah, 
you know. Well, for a program that requires you to be in front of a camera talking, especially for like a lot of Robot Wars cast, it's a bit... You can either come across as very awkward mm-hmm. or really cocky. If you're trying to ham up a character, you come across as really cocky. Or if you're trying to ham up a character, you come across as a really awkward person who doesn't know what they're doing. Exactly. Just the right amount of banter. Right in that middle sweet spot and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot his name, but Mr. Yeti, as I'm now calling Mr. him. Mr. Yeti. Yeah. He does it just right. He's, he does. He's a likable character. He's, he seems like his character is himself. Exactly. Witch Doctor seem like nice people, but they're dressed up as they're Witch quieter. Doctors. They're, they're letting the outfits do the talking. talking. Very, yeah. very much so. Exactly. So Yeti, no outfits, big personality, Witch Doctor, toned down personality, but big outfits. <laughs> big, you know? big outfits. Big, yeah. colourful outfits, which is cool. But enough about them. Captain Shredderator. Shredderator, not Shreddernator. Not Shreddernator, because yeah. that would be cool. Shredderator. <laughs> potato. Then they oh, no, everything rhymes with potato. Oh, no. Shredder <laughs> Potato. They could have called, if they called him Captain Shreddernator, they could have made the design a mix between a Terminator and Captain America. That's a good idea. But no, Shredderator, so it doesn't matter. Shredderator. So, uh, Versus uh, New Boys. New Boys who ain't new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> young Boys who that ain't new. young kid. <laughs> You don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> Endgame. Awesome Endgame. Mm. So Captain Shredderator's uh, strategy is to play mind games with Endgame. Don't know if that's going to work on Endgame. Ooh. They seem cool as a cucumber. I feel like uh, Shredderator's underestimated Endgame's abilities. Let's take a direct quote. Not too much to worry about. <laughs> that is how... They end their little um, strategy video package. <laughs> they're new and they're not too much to worry about. International champions. When You know when someone from New Zealand has been invited over mm. as an international champion. It's probably because they're a big deal. Yep. It's probably because there's a reason. This fight. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. If I was going to describe Shredderator's control, it would be like an air hockey puck bouncing around <laughs> the table. <laughs> That's great. That's kind of what it looked like. <laughs> they may as well have just got... A giant air hockey Yeah, and just thing. pushed it. And it's kind of just pad- paddled it out into the <laughs> and arena hoped. and hoped for the best. And hoped he went in the slot in the other end. <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like. God, it just goes out there, bouncing off the walls, bouncing off Endgame and just bouncing around. And hoping it would win, yeah. which it did not. No. Endgame, however, the first thing it does is immediately turn to the side, something we saw in Robot Wars a mm-hmm. lot, which is they might come at me at full force. Yeah. I'll... Turn so I'm armor first and yep. not weapon first, so my weapon gets up to speed. Exactly. They have a little bit of problem, whether it's with the traction on the floor or just the forces of the spinner, because they do a little gyro dance at one point without intending to. Yeah. So Endgame is struggling to control at first, but once they kind of get a grip, we said it wasn't a fair fight earlier, but let's face it, you'd think this was a fair fight on paper. Endgame dominant. Oh, there's big nothing. Time e- dominant. wasn't even close. First big hit sends Shredderator to the corner, almost immobilizes them entirely, yeah. gets them pulverized by the big hammers. Yep. Which are controlled by the um the teams, which is of cool. Of course, that explains nice. it, doesn't it? Yeah. Shredderator gets uh completely banished to the Shadow Realm. A couple more hits, which leads to one big hit which sends Captain Shredderator up and over, upside mm-hmm. down, leaning on the arena wall. Incapacitated. Match done. Endgame wins. Endgame wins by pure power so i think the message here is don't underestimate your opponent especially if they're from overseas and you don't know anything about them yeah don't underestimate anyone <laughs> like the first fight ice wave versus vanquish yep ice wave were 
always going to win. But they didn't yep. underestimate Vanquish. They knew exactly they, where it could yep, go wrong. They, they recognised their own weaknesses and prepared for the worst case scenario. Whereas in the case of uh, poor old Cap and Shredderator, oh, they're new. I'll probably win. Yeah. Didn't work out mm-hmm. too well. Didn't work out no. too well at all. Not too much to worry about. I mean, if Endgame had said that, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, it would have been like, yeah. well... <laughs> Easy win for Endgame. Um, does Captain get demoted now? A, like a sergeant? Private lieutenant. Private shredinator. Private <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> That's not... A private oh, shredinator. It's a shame, because shredinator is a great, uh, a great bot on paper and looks cool and just i don't know endgame is got shredinated exactly shredinator shredinated itself endgame call out tombstone yeah that's casually uh, yeah that's uh we say tombstone <laughs> we'd like to pick a fight with tombstone everybody wants to pick a fight with tombstone that's how you get your name on the board best time to do it though is after a performance like that oh yeah after a, a solid victory yeah if it had like awkwardly won via the judges towards the end Just, of the match and then called out tombstone, tombstone everyone would have been like mm. Mm. <laughs> these captain shredderator didn't call out tombstone in their video package <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when we're done with Endgame, we're coming for you too, Stuff. <laughs> mm. Oh boy. Oh dear. Back down to the bottom of the bottom of the pile. Direct right, quote from up. Endgame. Tombstone should be more worried than us. It's a bold statement. It's a bold statement. I suppose Tombstone has more to lose on the BattleBot stage. Yeah. So yeah, in theory, yeah. okay. But I don't know, we've only seen one fight from Endgame so far. Yeah. It could have been I don't want to say it's a fluke, because they're obviously international champions, but mm-hmm. we've seen them against a full body spinner and that's it. We've not seen them against anything. Anything else, of any uh, kind. So you, you never know. Talk a big game, get some notoriety, and they'll book you into the main event. That's a good point. That's yeah. it. Got to keep talking. Oh yeah. Okay. So speaking of main event, it's main event time. Which doctor? Yeti. We've been watching adverts for this the entire episode. Yep. This whole episode has been based around this main event, which is cool because it's built up the hype for it. I definitely wanted to see who was going to win and what was going to happen. Yeah. And it's a an interesting matchup because. Which Doctor now essentially a very defensive bot, got yeah. an all-out armor versus all-out offense the term, team of Yeti with its six pounds of armor. And that is it. Yeah, and that's it. As if to say armor, not necessary. On Tale of the Tape, Witch Doctor comes out looking better. It's heavier armor. I think it's Spinner was faster. Mm-hmm. The stats are in favor of Witch Doctor. Of course, the match itself <laughs> tells a different story. Very different. Yeah. Very different. I thought... It was going to be over straight away when, as they were told to go, as they were told to activate, mm-hmm. Yeti was busy posing. <laughs> Still flexing. As Witch Doctor <laughs> launched at them. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I didn't. <laughs> nothing really happened there, so no. they got lucky in a sense. Imagine if that was the fight. They're busy doing their press-ups. Witch Doctor, go up, hit them once, and that's how... Crunk. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Dumb. How embarrassing would that have been? But no. luckily their main event didn't pan out like that. All that no, promotion. All that and it's just a one knockout done. <laughs> one knockout from oh, Yeti that'd be being sad, too cocky. Oh, we do get a very early head-on collision between the two spinners. Yeti's strength is all in that drum. That, similar to Carbide, similar to Tombstone. Yeah. It keeps spinning at full speed constantly. Yeah. Impacts aren't making it stop and start or causing the bot to suddenly stop working mm-hmm. because of the blunt force going through it. Yeah. Nope. It just keeps spinning and keeps hitting yep. without much of an issue. And the thing about a drum is it's not just uh, it's not just a spinner, but it also acts as a shield. You've just got this big fat drum in front of you. Yep. The rest of the bot is literally hiding behind it. There's a lot to hit with as well, whereas Witch Doctors is two blades. 
So those two blades have to make impact. Potential for more damage when they do make impact. Oh, definitely, yeah. But Yeti can just hit you more. Mm. Just keep hitting you. So Yeti intended to go into the fight using the arms strategically. Yeah. But um, Witch Doctor removes them quite quickly. Yeah, disarmed quickly. Probably showing Witch Doctor's actual strength there, because I doubt those arms are that as flimsy as they looked. No. They looked as flimsy as, like, windscreen wipers. Well, Yeti was hoping to make use of them, so... Yeah. (laughs) I think they were expecting a bit more out of them. The problem is, very soon after, Witch Doctor's down a wheel. Witch Doctor's down a lot. The ribs come off. Yeah. Um, More armour comes off. I didn't even see where it came from. Yeah. Uh, A whole tyre and wheel got mangled. Again, I didn't even see half of this happened. It happened Mm. so quickly and there's pieces flying around. It feels like they put more armour on Witch Doctor and it just ends up with more to wreck. Well, that's the problem because the armour was really strong. But whatever was connecting the armour to the bot itself broke. Because the armour itself doesn't really shatter, does it? The ribcage just kind of gets taken away. It's almost yeah. like surgically removed off the bot. Yeti just take pieces of armour off of Witch yeah. Doctor. They dismantle, methodically dismantle the bot, basically, combined with environmental damage. Yeah, but it ends with Witch Doctor immobile in the corner, getting hammered into its... Literally. Yeah. <laughs> it gets pulverised by what I'm pretty sure they call the pulveriser. Unarmoured as well. So it's just, yeah. that's it. A very convincing KO by Yeti. For a main event fight... This is how you make an impact, because Witch Doctor were heavily hyped up, and whilst we've never seen anything else from them, everyone else who's watched all the other series of BattleBots have, and this is a big deal team, yeah. Witch Doctor, and Yeti made short work of them. Other than the damage to the arms, Witch Doctor didn't get a look in. Nope. They got tenderized. Very well controlled, Yeti. That's probably the most important factor of it. Oh, big time. It's driving and it's aggression. Mm-hmm. And when done together correctly, results in what we saw. So many shots on the side of Witch Doctor, whereas Witch Doctor never really got anything that wasn't a head-on collision from Yeti. But I mean, losing the wheel, it's that exposed tyre problem. So if Witch Doctor hadn't lost their wheel and maintained control, probably could have got some more action in. But being, you know, rendered semi-immobile, in the corner, under a hammer, with bits of armour flying everywhere, there's nothing left. They couldn't even, like, back out of that corner. I don't know whether the drive had gone at that point, but if, even if the drive was still running, a wheel down, and what, you're just going to run in circles below a massive hammer? Yeah, a, a wheel down against a robot like Yeti, mm. what are you going to do? He's just going to just going just to find the bits of you that hasn't destroyed already and destroy them instead. Yeah, that's our episode. Very impressive showings from Yeti and Endgame is essentially how that came along. Yep, I mean, impressive showing from Icewave as well. And don't forget about Petunia. And Petunia. I oh. mean, everyone was... All the winners were impressive. The, the winners had made their names, you know. Made their names. Yeah. Like Endgame, I felt like, was the, the sort of standout winner because... Oh, yeah, definitely. It was just very very decisive victory out of what was supposedly going to be the young, plucky upcomers having to get past the gatekeepers that were Captain Shredderator. And it turned out to be not that at all. No, Endgame probably came out as the most dominating victor based on the fact that it just didn't have... It just didn't seem vulnerable at any point in any way. Yeah. Even Ice Wave, those first few hits, you were like, oh, Vanquish might tank this, and then it showed it was dominant. Mm. Endgame just immediately showed it was dominant at the end. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing most of the other, these robots fight again. Mm. I want to see if Captain Shredderator is any good. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see them actually get some serious offense in because we haven't seen any more fights from captain shredderator and this form of captain shredderator is is new the shape of it yeah if we see them in future fights and they're really good 
that just puts over how good Endgame is even more. Exactly. By making them look so ineffective. Which yeah. Doctor is an amazing bot that we haven't seen in its peak, so it'd be nice to see them get their time. Yeah, I mean, they were against Yeti, which was... They, they were incredible. So, like you say, sometimes it's not fair to judge a bot based on one match. Exactly. I guess that's why you have these fight cards instead of just a straight-out tournament. Exactly. It makes sense. Enjoyable episode. Very high impact. I'd still like damage reports. I think that's what I miss the most, yeah. is just going back and them saying, this is what happened, this is what's wrong, or yeah. this wasn't as bad. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is what makes my robot... It's very hard to know what these robots are made out of. With Robot Wars, I could tell from the episode, because they tell you what they've used in their bot. Yeah. Even going online and doing research, 75% of these robots, you can't tell what pieces and parts they've used in their bot at all because the info is just not there exactly which is very we don't get the breakdowns and blueprints or anything no uh, during the lot more during the episode yeah i'd like to have seen certainly vanquish's reaction post-match yeah where they carted their bot out do you know what i mean and just been like i have no idea how anyone's going to beat that bot that that would have built a story you know that would have built a mythology there uh behind ice wave and then if, if Vanquish eventually got a win in, you'd have felt great for them and you would have been terrified of Ice Wave. Oh, big time. Two yeah. birds in one stone. Exactly. Sorted. Doesn't take too long either to do that. But on the other side of things, it's hella flashy. Like, oh, it's, big time. It's, it's 100 miles per hour, these episodes. They're just constant. They don't mess around too much with the interviews or the segments or anything like that. Um, you, are, f- you think back to Robot Wars and you'd get those like, here's a cool thing about science kind of bits. Which at the time we liked. Tell yeah. me one of them exactly damn yeah they're not memorable they're not a memorable thing they're not what you're tuning in for as as fun as they seem at the time and this is the difference between the bbc and american television so everything in this episode i can definitely say i'll remember oh i say after we mentioned we forgot that last one that was six months six months ago memory not good yeah yeah yeah. that's different (laughs) (laughs) it's different damn it so if you had to rate this episode that's interesting hmm I'm between 3.5 and 4. I don't know where to go yet. It's difficult because we don't have much to compare. That's it. That's the problem, We isn't haven't it? really set a BattleBot standard yet. No. So I'm you... leaning towards 3.5. I mean, when you think about it, there was loads of action. There was a lot of action. Yeah. There was nothing negative about this, necessarily. No. But there was nothing whoa about yeah. it. Yeah. Nothing wow. Other than me. a bot being ripped in half. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a good episode, but nothing exploded. <laughs> I guess. I feel like there's <laughs> I mean, we had a, a f- lot more to offer. We had Flaming Hammer, didn't we, in the last one? Mm-hmm. Which was a lot different from Thor's Flaming Hammer. Oh, God. <laughs> which was just a burning rack. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great way that to describe good. the differences yeah. between the two. Like, if you just compared those two next to each other, that kind of showed you the difference, not only budget-wise, but everything different about BattleBots and Robot Wars. And then this match, actually, there was a lot of Robot Wars episodes that had way more action. Good episode, mm. but I think we're going to see much better from BattleBots big in time. the season. I think there's, there's going to be much more bigger happenings. We're at the very start. There's a lot more to come. Okay, uh, how do we wrap up episodes again? Oh no, I have to remember all the social medias. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, boy. I, like, I don't think I've ever... I've, I haven't even got Twitter installed on my phone anymore. Oh, man. I, I, I check it every now and then. Yeah. Every now good. and then. We still exist on there. So you can email us, activatepodcast at gmail.com. That was a long time ago since I checked the emails. You're checking the emails, right? Yep. yep okay. I'm checking good, the emails. Good, good, That's good, all good. good. 
And you can tweet us at Podcast Activate because someone else already has at Activate Podcast. Who is this person who already has at Activate Podcast? Let's have a looky here. Um, Activate Podcast. At Activate Podcast. No following. No followers. Hasn't tweeted. Joined September 2016. Wait a minute. Wait, we... Oh, what? What happened there? Did we miss out on it? (laughs) Someone, like, maybe preempted that there was going to be some... But we started... We joined May 2016. How did we not get that at handle? We tried, didn't we? And they said someone else already had it. Yeah, someone else must have had it. Then... Got delete got it. rid of it and someone and else it took it again or and someone else took but it it's not following or it. doing anything that sucks yeah well oh dear yeah oh damn that sucks okay so you have to follow us podcast activate yeah that's the best we could have come out with. yeah it says what we are yeah the I podcast so. called activate yeah and i suppose activate the robot wars podcast would have been quite long for a for a Twitter handle. Uh, we're on Facebook and that's a lot easier because you just search for activate mm-hmm. podcast and we should pop up somewhere down there. You search for activate podcast on anything. We should pop up. Yeah. It should pop up still, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also post links to the subreddits. We never really talk about the subreddit. No, but there's many subreddits. There is many subreddits. Two. There's, ma- there's many subreddits. <laughs> Too many. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh, there's the BattleBots one and there is the Robot Wars one and there might be another one but I don't know yeah neither do I mm. that'll do and we will see you again in six months time <laughs> <laughs>